Yes. Emma, we are live. Let's Amazing. wait for a few minutes. Let's wait for people to join us, find us, and then we will get started. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. I am very thankful to Yenthine for uh, introducing us. Yes, as am I. I'm, I've been so excited for this for such a long time. And uh, if you have joined, you know, if you have joined on YouTube, we can't see you, which you know. So if you have joined, just write in comments that, or just say hello, where you're from. At least for now, Emma is in Paris. We should be all jealous of her. <laughs> I'm in Boston. So anywhere from the world, wherever you're joining from, just say hi. Just say hi so that we know you're here. And as we, and feel free to go on posting your comments in there. We will get to them uh, as and when we can. Uh, like, you know, whenever we get, whenever I get room in between, I will take your comments. So just keep on writing your comments and questions. Anything that you want to ask Emma, this is your chance. <laughs> just wait for, uh, hmm. 24 seconds. It is going to feel really long, but we will wait. <laughs> Sounds great. It is long. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get started. Let's get started. Perfect. I am going to, uh, first of all, let's tell them what we are talking about. So here it is. What is it? We are going to talk about inclusivity, inclusivity, and we are going to talk about Inclusivity, <laughs> because and this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which we didn't realize when we had book Emma as our guest. And it's just, you know, it's like one of those examples of everything falling in place. So, yeah, absolutely. We have today, we have CEO of Intimately.com co with us. And here it is. This is what we are going to talk about. Amazing. I'm going to start adding some music to it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we are officially open for discussion. <laughs> Emma, before we start, we obviously, you know, we posted everywhere a lot. So everyone knows that Emma Butler is CEO of Intimately.co. And she makes lingerie for differently abled women. And... Why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and a lot bit about Intimately.co? Absolutely. Um, well, first off, we, I use the word disabled just because um, it's disabled is not a bad word. Disability is not a bad word. It's just an adjective to describe a person. So, um, so I make, you're absolutely right. I make lingerie for uh, women with disabilities or anyone who's femidentifying or really anyone can wear a lingerie. Um, and uh, to tell you a little bit about myself, I'm currently in Paris. I'm just 22 years old. I started intimately about two years ago, just doing research. My mom became disabled um, about 10 years ago, and I was always interested in fashion. And so I kind of combined my love for fashion and my love for my mom to make clothing that fit her new needs. And so that's how it was born. And um, now I've moved to Paris with my team, some members of my team, some are in New York, uh, to work full time on Intimately and try to grow and bring as many um, 
as much confidence and comfort to as many women with disabilities as possible. Yes, and you know what my first question is going to be. I have been wondering about this question a lot, a lot. Is functionality that important for fashion? And why do you think, yes or no, What? why do you think so? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a really great question. I think that other designers of clothing would disagree with me and say that function is not important, that fashion is a visual language to express yourself and um, the silhouette and the color and um, movement is much more important than functionality. And especially in haute couture, fashion is art. But when it comes to a lot of women in the world, around 600 million, you can't even get to that stage of expressing yourself with fashion as a form of art and self-identification. You can't even get on the garments. So we use function to let garments be easily put on, if whether it's by a caretaker putting it on you or self-dressing um, so that you can get to that stage and express yourself and go out in public and do other things. And so I would argue that function is extremely important um, because for a lot of women, that's the first step of getting things on. Function is important. I, I actually, in my opinion, function is very important for fashion. You know, the fashion that goes on runway is an art, but when it is worn by us, it's a design. So design, very important component of design is functionality. And Absolutely. And a lot of people think of functionality as like making sure that it has pockets or making sure that the waistband isn't too tight and it's elastic or um, that it's, but the functionality that we're working with is recreating the garments. Like for our bras, we put magnets in the front so that you can easily take it off and put it on. So there's definitely different levels of functionality and ideally it would be so comfortable. All garments would be so, so, so comfortable, so, so easy to get on, but also wouldn't sacrifice style. 100% with you. Like, who here doesn't like a dress with pockets? I know. Everyone loves dresses with pockets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, your uh, this is, this. the next question is for you. Like, you know, a lot of us know that, you know, like, inclusivity is important. Like, we think of it as, you know, diversity and inclusion. It's something that corporations do. And inclusivity is important for everyone to do. But no one, we rarely feel like inclusivity is our personal responsibility. And you have taken it so far. Like, you have gone beyond personal responsibility and made it your career, made it your life. So what made you realize that? What made you realize that inclusivity was your uh, personal life path? I think that, honestly, I'm just a very sensitive person and um, I've been excluded from things and reading stories about friends um, or having friends with disabilities tell me that they have been excluded is just really excruciating. Um, and so it, I didn't set out to be an inclusive empress and try to fix everybody's problems and be inclusive. But I think that you know, um, the reason that I work so hard on Intimately is this the story behind it, the story that the garments close, not so much the picking of the color of the bra or um, what lace I'm going to do. That doesn't excite me as much as the stories that I hear when women are like, I got this bra on, I feel confident, I feel beautiful, and then taking that into their everyday lives and um, and 
that boosts inclusivity. And like, if you can't go out, if you don't have a bra, you don't have a shirt, you can't go out and be included in activities or you can't even get on Zoom if you don't have any clothes. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's that story around it. Um, I'm just, I think, a sensitive person. And so while the fashion aspect is really interesting and the designing and the technical nature of uh, making sure that the, everything is functional and fashionable, I'm really here for the stories of the women um, that I work with. Beautifully said. Uh, do you have a, this is you know do you have any products with you right now that you can uh, show and tell? Oh, oh, you you said we'll do screen share. Yes. Are you ready for it? Absolutely. Let's everyone. Let's look at some of the intimately products. Ta-da! Go. So this is our website and we're launching new lines. Let me know if you can see it. Can you see this? I can see it, yes, yeah. Perfect. Uh, everyone can see it, I think. Great. So we're launching new clothing, but this is the basics. And so just to give you an example, um, our bras have this front opening fastener um, that is made with magnets. And so instead of putting your arms behind your back and trying to put the J hook together and having really uncomfortable underwire. Instead, women can slip this on the vest. Nothing has to, no severe uh, movements in the arms and just bring um, these, the two breast plates together um, and it snaps and will stay all day long. And so that um, reduces a lot of friction in the dressing process for our customers and um which really there's other front-facing bras on the magnet um but they're usually still with hooks or zippers and really if you don't have any limited if you have limited hand dexterity it's really important um that you don't have to do small fine motor skills and then with our underwear it's also side opening um so instead of having to bend over and put your leg in one at a time and bend over or get out of your wheelchair. Instead, you can just stay seated, slip it underneath you and fasten on either side. And we have some new designs coming out um, with more lace and other things that um, are related to this. So very excited about that. We have um, other ones. And then lastly, we carry um, some uh, period underwear. From menstruating for many women can be really difficult, especially if you don't have the hand dexterity um, to change sanitary napkins easily. And so um, many women with disabilities will do early onset medicated menopause in their 20s um, or 30s because um, changing sanitary napkins is so difficult. So these period panties offer a great solution. And so these are the three main categories of things that we sell, um, but we're always innovating and we're working on our own line that should be coming out around December and then also a sleepwear set too. So moving out of undergarments because undergarments are great, but you have to keep moving and add other layers of clothing on top so that you can go out into the world. So yeah, that's oh our that's so cool. Everyone please mm -hmm. go and check out the website in detail. And you mm -hmm. everything that you talked about, so it always happens with any big idea that you know that things are so simple after they are done, it feels like, why no one ever thought of those things? Yeah. yeah. But there's always more technology to add to make sure that it is um, as 
uh, even more functional for more women. And so that is something that we're always working on. And uh, another question going back to, you know, I'm going back and forth between intimately and Emma. So this is about Emma. You are, your words, you just said that you are 22. And uh, I know the way I was at 22, or, and I know a lot of other 22-year-olds. Everyone tells us, you know, follow your passion, follow your passion. But the biggest problem is we have no idea what our passion is. And uh, you told us the story that how you found your passion, but how come you were so confident and you went ahead with it? Like, how did you know that this is the thing and I should do it? That's a really great question. Well, I didn't know all the time, like between my mom getting diagnosed and me starting intimately, that was a very, um, I really didn't know a lot about adaptive apparel. And it was really within the last three years that I was focusing on adaptive apparel. Um, when I got to Brown, I thought maybe I'll study writing or applied mathematics or, and I ended up starting visual arts. Um, really thought I was going to do painting. Uh, and then all these pieces kept coming together. I kept meeting really awesome people that knew about adaptive fashion was accepted into an incubator and doing it. But you're absolutely right. It is different than um, creating a blog and writing about adaptive, adaptive apparel or inclusivity and doing this full time, uh, you know, right out of college. And I think the pandemic definitely helped part of that. You know, I was graduating from Brown and um, when my last semester at Brown, when the pandemic started and I was home and um, I was started to do it every day in March and I had been doing it every day, but now I had really no classes. So from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, I could work on intimately like a full-time job and I had never been happier um, relating to work. And so I knew that I had to go full-time and, um, I just loved every aspect of what I did. And so I um, am really lucky that I found my passion really early. And I think that one of the reasons, um, you know, I always loved fashion, watched Product Runway, did little sewing things when I was little, but, um, and always thought fashion was interesting. But when I added this element, <clears throat> excuse me, of helping people, that's when I really knew that that was it, that it was, the perfect combination for me. And I think that a lot of people get gratitude out of working with and for others. And so um, maybe like taking a second to re-examine how your work can help others could just be that little um, edge that helps you find your passion. But yeah. that's my advice. I'm just 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was a great advice. One is, you know, it was nice to think that something good came out of the pandemic. I'm sure a lot of good things came out. And I have seen those good things. But this is this is great. I am, you know, glad that it did give us, most of us, a lot of focused time. And I'm yeah. so glad to hear what you did with that time. Now, going back to, you know, because we are going back back and forth between Emma and Intimately, going back to Intimately, uh, tell us uh, about any customer story or customer feedback that made you feel really good. Yes. Um, well, I get a lot of great feedback every day and also some feedback about how we can improve our products. And so I'm excited for our next line to come out. But I do 
I get messages every day saying, especially on our Instagram, saying, thank you. I have never seen women portrayed that look like me portrayed as sexy or beautiful or desirable. And um, one woman's partner wrote me and said, um, my partner cried when, and she has CP, cerebral palsy, when she saw your um, site because she knew that she was included and that she would feel beautiful and that people were looking out for her. And um, so not only are the products really moving, but I think a lot of our images and which seem really simple to me, you know, um, but a lot of women haven't seen women that look like themselves um, seen as sexy and confident and empowered um, without that element of being fetishized in a demeaning way. So um, I take a lot of pride in our images and how we talk about inclusivity. And um, so messages like those probably make my day. Oh my God, you know, listening to the story that you were telling from you gave me goosebumps. And uh, hey, Jeff Butler, how do you know Emma Butler? <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> oh my God. So do you remember I was telling you about a person before we started talking, Emma? I should have known this. I should have made a connection. Oh my God. Do you know Jeff too? Yes, yeah. Oh, what? It I don't have my phone with me right now, but... <laughs> 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 Jeff is saying two of my favorite people here. So I was like, two? It's only two. <laughs> <laughs> so this is such a small world. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Uh, uh, it, it, Jeff, you distracted me. This was like, it's so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi, by the way, Jeff. And uh, okay. Another question is about, you know, because I do consider that what you have created is is kind of a movement. Although, you know, you created a business, you created a story, but it's also a movement. Have you received, you know, so far, have you received any resistance or any negativity from anyone? Um, yes. I think when I started with the idea at Brown, I had professors that um, said to me, oh, that's a good idea, but like um, a cute boutique or something. And they didn't think that it could be um, anything that was VC backed or anything that was really big and passionate. And so, um, or yeah, so I met with a lot of resistance really early on, um, but I kept going. And then um, still from some people when I'm talking, trying to raise money, they'll say, oh, uh, I love this idea, but like we do, we fund like a hundred million dollar ideas or like, or like something really big. And I'm like, this is really big. It's, you just don't know how big the market is and how many women would need this. Um, probably because you have an ableist bias. <laughs> um, and then also occasionally on our Instagram, um, we get, um, mean comments and it's really hard to hear. Um, and it's from the trolls, always men, never women, and saying mean things about the women that we post. And um, it's really hard to hear. And really, and I deleted it immediately and go into a bad mood for the next two days. You know, we, we shouldn't. This is this is a random idea. 
uh, like you should create a different Instagram account just to post those mean comments. <laughs> just, you know, call them out. But not with name, but, you know, just... It's just it's so sad. Like, Yeah, I try not to think about it. And then we just keep growing and we keep getting more likes and more hearts. And I'm like, that's the way to do it. And But one time I did go on my personal account and I DM'd the person that wrote something really mean and was really mean back to him. And it's not my proudest moment. But I, I was angry. I was... I, I, I mean, my reaction was without thinking and uh, without wondering, but it's like, you know, like your two days are so important for me, for you to spend in sadness that I would rather have you react to it quickly, but in, instead of feeling sad about it or, you know, get, uh, because I know how it happens. I know how it happens in the, like, your two days are really important for this movement, for people that you're you know, creating things for. So I wouldn't want, and I was actually, I asked this question and Carolina also had this question, but I asked and I was hoping for an answer that was no. I was hoping, you know, why we are doing such great thing. Why would we have a resistance? I was hoping for that answer, but unfortunately things don't happen the way we hope. So. Yeah, but you know, I think that um, you look at the history of the disability movement and it's always been fought with resistance and um, and we've come a long way in the last 30 years, especially with the ADA. And then even in other fashion markets, you know, people told Liz Lang in the 1990s that people weren't going to wear maternity wear. And like, why would you wear maternity wear to stay home when you're pregnant? Um, and then she blew up and now she's on her products are on every corner of the globe and same with the plus size market. And so um, realizing that every human uh, is valuable and deserves to feel beautiful and sexy and have fashion as a visual language um, shouldn't be that hard to comprehend. Uh, but I've seen other female entrepreneurs break barriers in the past and hopefully that's what I'll be continuing to doing over the next couple of years. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to all of you. Like, you know, I, I feel it because, you know, I uh, I am petite. I always feel the same thing that you talked about, maternity clothes or plus size clothing. It's like I see a lot of women who are my height and still, you know, it is so difficult for us to find clothing that is our height. Yeah, so, absolutely. Not, not a big problem, but, you know, it shouldn't be the case. Yes. You know, everyone is not 5'10" or five, seven, or five, six, or five, seven. You know, I have the opposite problem with the pants because I'm too tall. <laughs> so, yeah, I understand. Same thing, you know, same, same I, I am pretty sure, you know, the problem that petite people have, same thing should, must be right for uh, tall people because they're not, none of us are regular. Yeah. Here, Mr. Jeff Butler is asking a question. The disabled population has highly specific needs. How do you figure out what works and what doesn't? That's a really great question, Jeff. Um, I think that, first of all, there are a few design elements that can, like, so there's many different diagnoses, many different um, types of disabilities, but there are a few types of design elements that can spread across um, with a lot of people's needs just based on like thinking 
more thoughtfully. And some of those things include making um, fasteners easy to do. Um, so instead of jammed zippers or those little J hooks on the back of bras, using magnets or something else like that, making things adjustable. So if um, you uh, need a shirt to be tighter around um, this area or a pant leg um, to be cuffed, working in design elements that allow for adjustability, also uh, making things sensory friendly. So no tags or anything for folks with um, that need sensory friendly clothing. And then also making sure that the, theme, the seam placement is thoughtful. Like there shouldn't be a seam running up the back of your underwear butt or your butt on your underwear. Um, you know, especially if you're sitting all day, like that's just not comfortable. Um, so think about those things. And then, um, so once you tackle those four design elements, I think that you can probably um, help a lot of people. Um, but um, I think that it's all about feedback and making sure that you're always improving and designing. And then there's also, um, and designing uh, based on the needs of your customers. Um, and then also like there will be a section that hopefully intimately will do long-term that allows things to be custom tailored and custom um, made because bodies are different across the scale. And so while we can help a large majority with those four design elements, I think that um, there's always gonna be a need for custom made parts. I hope that answers your question. Jeff. Yeah, I hope that answers your question, Jeff. You put me on the spot there. So, Yantin is so excited with Inclusion Revolution. Me too. E yes, she does, Jeff. She does have focus on customer centricity. And if she doesn't, you and I should be helping her with customer centricity and improving her focus and helping her refine and focus. Yeah, Jeff's like says, sounds like you have a focus on customer centricity as if like he doesn't call me every week and help me focus on customer centricity. <laughs> Ooh, this is, this is just getting crazy. <laughs> this is the, the, the most, the craziest wild uh, empowerment life that we life that we have ever had. <laughs> so, uh, Emma, if there was like one action, one action that we could take to be more inclusive tomorrow, you know, what do you think that action could be? Yeah, that's a really big question, and you know, it's your um, question doesn't say like. Um, inclusive towards the disability community or it doesn't say you know in terms of clothing or in terms of like just including people in your life um and uh, i'm no expert on every group of marginalized people but i think that um so i don't know what everybody wants and but i think that the most important way to figure out how people want to be included is just listening and um like learning and reading and not asking people to have to explain their entire history or their entire um, life or what their lifestyle is like. Um, you know, they shouldn't have to have the burden to explain everything to you. So listening and reading um, and learning to be an allied member of other marginalized communities, I think is a good way to be inclusive. 
you you gave a lot of uh, background on why why we shouldn't be asking you but then you gave a really good and simple advice that all of us can follow which is just listen just listen just be curious just know about everyone and you'll be fine thank you thank you and the last question is how can we help you because we absolutely love what you're doing we are very excited about what you're doing including jeff jeff is this your first empowerment life like you would never ever attend it for me and one time i invited emma you are here i should be offended so we we love what you're doing and we want to support you so if there is anything me personally or jeff personally should be doing or you know empowered women series as a community should be doing please let, tell us yeah i mean a few things like one of the biggest things right now is we're waiting for our next line to come out is just getting visibility you know i think that this is a really important movement and um i think it's also things that people would be interested in reading so if you have any um connections in terms of visibility that would be great and then um just uh, whether or not you follow intimately on Instagram, which is at intimately.co, um, just being uh, an ally to marginalized groups uh, and just being um, a thoughtful listener is the best way that you can help us because that will help the movement uh, continue and gain traction. Thank you so much. And we will, so uh, we are going to all of us who is around here and everyone who is going to listen to this uh, later on is going to follow intimately.co on Instagram. <laughs> and we will do, uh, this is our personal promise that uh, we'll do everything that we could to spread the word and let everybody know that, you know, it's that a product like this is available. Yeah, Jeff promised things on my behalf now. He is, uh, so RF is Refine and Focus, which is my day job, which is, you know, which is, which has everything to do with customer centricity. So uh, customer centric, teaching people and making organizations customer centric is what pays my bills. So Jeff is suggesting a customer centricity workshop with Refine and Focus. And uh, Jeff is also going to be part of it. And uh, now that we have made that promise publicly, we have to do it. Right, Jeff? I love that there were like three people on this call. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, I should have, I wish I knew this. I would have sent you the link in advance and we would have included. Why not, you know? We would have included you on this call. Let's have another one. Let's have another one in the next six months. And let's have Jeff also in front of us. That and great. and uh, this is like everyone after this call, I don't know if people are going to ask, you know, what is intimately? What is intimately? I want to know more about it. I want to see it. But people will surely ask, who is Jeff Butler? <laughs> 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 everyone is talking about him so this was this was fun this was really fun thank you so much everyone who was listening thank you so much emma for being part of this thank you for having me and can't wait for you to be really successful and you know 
your product to be available in every corner of the world and everyone who needs it. I hope so. I better get back to work then. <laughs> Absolutely. You need to get back to work and I will follow up with you for the workshop. I am serious. I'm serious too. I love that. Sounds great. Yeah. Jeff thought that he was trying to put me on spot, but uh, haha, joke is on you. <laughs> great. I'm, I'm all in. I love this so much and um, I'm so excited. Yeah. One second, one second. Uh, Carolina is saying uh, that her little brother dealt with so many challenges with clothing and shoes and would have been super excited to hear about this. Thank you. Yep. I know Carolina. I, 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 I know and I, I feel you. Well, now we got to make shoes <laughs> and more clothing for everybody. You need to expand, you need to expand your life. Yeah. I'm not sure if bras have been super helpful to a little brother, but we're going to keep moving out. And so it, it can be really inclusive for everybody. Yeah. And I also, even in that, you know, I love your language. When you talk in your language, you were saying anyone who wants to, you were not saying that, you know, women who want to wear lingerie. You were saying anyone who wants to wear lingerie, we have things available. And I want. Yeah, you're right. So, like, yeah. And I want you to, you know, like that is what I see your success as, is, you know, as solving a clothing problem for everyone who has a problem with the normal clothing. Beautiful. And with that, thank you, Emma, once again. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Carolina. Thank you, Yanthine, and uh, everyone else who was actively listening. Oh my God, so many comments and so much, so much involvement and engagement. Thank you for that. And I am going to just announce our next one. And after that, we'll just say bye. So next, is going to be next one is going to be next empowered women live is going to be after two weeks and we are going to talk about one second it's coming up it's coming up it is it's on october 21st i think and we're going to talk politics we are going to talk about politics because we are all responsible for what happens in the world around us. And we should never say politics is not for me because it affects all of us. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are going to talk about next time. And I hope to see you on that one too. Great. I hope there's some uh, talk about disability rights and other things like that. So <laughs> I love politics. <laughs> Sounds great. It is, it is, you know, part of it is also about, uh, about making your voice heard. And now you are responsible for a lot of other voices. So see you, all of you on October 21st at lunchtime. And thanks again. And have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Thank you. Bye.